Welcome to the Center Ranch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have already told you, but happy New Year's Eve. Who's excited about the new year? It's starting tomorrow. Yes. It's very exciting, um, and I, I know for sure that it's going to be a great year, and how many of you believe it's gonna be your best year yet in Jesus' name? You speak that out into existence to the Lord. Praise God. It really is, and so just like Pastor Luke said, I want to reiterate the importance that tomorrow starts our time of corporate prayer and fasting and how important that is for our walk with the Lord. And you know, it, and I think it's, it's so amazing that we have pastors like Pastor Luke and Beth who encourage fasting and praying and that our church believes in it and believes in the word of God. And, and I have talked to so many of you that last year when you fasted and prayed that God did some mighty things in your life, that you got closer to him, that your family advanced, just some great things by being being obedient in that. And I know for a fact that God blessed me and did a work in me too, but it's going to that place of saying, Lord, I'm going to be obedient, actually do it. So we encourage you to participate as we start tomorrow in the, the new year. So the, the new year is usually full of expectation, right? Usually when you start a new year, it's full of excitement, it's full of anticipation, uh, just expectation of what's to come. You know, even just sometimes you don't even know what's to come, but there's this excitement and ambition, desires, goals that you have for the new year. And as I was praying, I, I really even felt for some of you, maybe this past year honestly hasn't been the best. And maybe it's not what you thought it was going to be at the beginning. Maybe it's a little bit full of regret. Man, I should have done this. I should have done that. Or, or maybe for some of you, it's, been, it's just been tough at times or something happened that has made an impact on your year. But I want you to know that God sees you and he knows you. You're not alone. And he sees that, that this, this year that he's, he, he, he sees you and he loves you and he cares for you and there's a fresh new start. And for some of us, this past year has been really good. God has been faithful and merciful and we've seen some new things in our lives and that's amazing. So either way, uh, at the beginning of the year, there was a time where you started the year with anticipation, with excitement, with a knowing, Lord, I don't know what exactly is to come, but I'm excited for what you want to do. And uh, I know that each and every one of us wants to start the year and, and present it to the Lord and say, Father, I want this year to be a year of, of flourishing, a year of growth. And so the reality is, I just said that, but I don't hear very many people when they start a new year and say, yeah, I'm gonna start a new year. And you know, I, I, I don't think I wanna really get promoted. Or I don't really think that, that, that I wanna set these goals to go to the next level. Or I don't know about my relationship with the Lord. I feel like it's fine where it is. I don't, I don't wanna grow in that. I don't hear very many people say that. But I do hear people say at the very beginning of the year, yes, I want to go to the next level. I wanna get promoted in the Lord. I want God to do a work in my life. And the list goes on and on because when you start something new, it's exciting. And as we, go, as we go into this new year, I am so excited for you because you're gonna have an opportunity to increase in the Lord, amen? How many of you want to go to the next level in this new year? I, I don't think anybody doesn't. We want to see God move. We wanna see him doing a work in our life. And as I was praying about what I wanted to talk about, I was going a different direction, but I felt led to go back to some of the basics because when we're faithful in the small, he'll give us much. 
And, and it's important for us, whether wherever, whatever season that we're in. And I just wanted to, to say and start out with this. How many of you have been serving the Lord for a very long time? That's a beautiful thing. And if you're a seasoned Christian or you've been following the Lord or a disciple of Jesus for a long time, praise the Lord that you've served him and, and you've begun to live a life fully committed to him. But I wanna encourage you not to tune out during this message because it's not my message, it's from the word of God because the basics are so important. To bring those things up so that we can reevaluate where we're at with our relationship with the Lord. Because sometimes I think as seasoned believers and Christians, we can kind of plateau sometimes and we don't even know it. But that's when it's important for us to be in these group settings and say, no, Lord, I want more. I want more of you. I don't wanna just plateau where I'm at. I want so much more of you. And so for, for some of you, you're, you're new believers. You've just given your life to the Lord. Maybe you and your family just started serving the Lord. That's amazing as well. You're in the family of Christ. God is doing a work in you. But these are some basic foundational things that you are going to want to focus on and pray through as you start this new year. And not just for this new year, but for the rest of your life, because those are foundational things that you start to grow in. And you begin to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, show me the basic things. Show me the things where I need to start and begin to do a work in my life. So let's pray. Father, I pray for every person here. At the sound of my voice, I thank you that I speak faith into the room. I thank you that we, as we go into your word, that you would speak to us how that we are going to enter into a new year with expectation of great things. Just right now, begin to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I wanna increase. I wanna go to the next level. Lord, I want this to be the best year that I'm walking into in Jesus' name. Even, even I don't know some of your circumstances. I don't know where you're at, but the Lord does and he sees you. He sees the desires of your heart. I thank you, Lord, that every person here desires you. I think, and if they don't, I thank you by the end of this service, they will, in Jesus' name, amen. So will you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, if you have your Bible or your phone or whatever. So we're gonna go to Hebrews chapter 12, and this is gonna be the main passage that I want to focus on this morning. And Jesus gives us a beautiful example of a runner, Okay, and so I just said the word run and maybe some of you are panicking a little bit because that was your new year's revolution, resolution last year. You're like, I wanted to run, I wanted to get fit, this and that. Hey, that's okay if you didn't. You know, we're going into a new year, praise the Lord. So I want to, I want to end this year with challenging us as the body of Christ to have a different mindset that as we enter into 2024, that we're not looking at our lives as necessarily walking, but we're going to run and excel in our relationship with him. And so Pastor Luke has encouraged us throughout this year to see unusual spiritual progress, right? You've heard that time and time again, and that's not him just making up something that sounds creative and fun. That's something that, that we've began to see in people's lives because of the work of Jesus Christ. And so as we enter into this new year, it's, it's running and anticipating a year of unusual spiritual progress as that continues. And so let's go ahead and begin to read Hebrews chapter 12. We'll start in verse one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. I wanna stop there and I wanna reiterate and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Okay, so I have several friends who are runners, okay? They're, they're runners. And I wanna give a little example here. That let's say one of my friends decides that they wanna go running. So they're like, hey, I wanna invite Christina. I'm gonna give her a call and see if she wants to go, go running with me. So that person gives me a call and they're like, hey, would you like to go running with me? And at that moment, I'm like, hey, that actually sounds kind of fun. I would love to run with you. It'd be a good time, good exercise. That sounds great. 
So in that moment, I'm all in. But then I decide later on, it's gonna be, running's hard. It's not gonna be fun actually at all. And so I decide, hey, here, here's the deal. I'm gonna give them a call and I'm just gonna let them know something. So I give them a call. I'm like, hey, you know that whole running question that you just asked me, the whole thing about maybe running with you, uh, that kind of thing. It sounded really fun, but here's an idea. Here's an idea. You with me? What if you decided just go ahead and you run for me? <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me, right? I wish it worked like that, but the reality is she would probably say, heck no. She would, or whoever I'm talking to would probably say, there's no way that I'm running for you because I'm running for myself and I'm trying to get results. You're gonna have to do your own race, your own run to get results. And it's the same thing in our relationship with Jesus, with his analogy in Hebrews chapter 12, talking about a runner, that God has set before us a race, and that race is specifically for you. It's specifically designed for you. Your life, he created you specifically for your race, your run, and your journey with the Lord. Here's the reality is that I can't run your race and you can't run mine. Sometimes I think that we get in that mindset where we, we, we feel like we, we, we have to do that, but the reality is, no, I'm gonna stand before the Lord one day and, 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 and me alone. And it's the same with you in your run with the Lord. You're living a life, you're running your race for you and the Lord. And so what I wanna talk to you this morning is that in this new year, I really do believe this is gonna be an extraordinary year in the Lord. How many of you agree in that? We've been, Pastor Luke has been encouraging us. This is gonna be a very powerful year and I believe it too. And, and, and it's going to take us running our own race and beginning to ask ourselves some questions, maybe even foundational truths that we have to set straight with the Lord. So I wanna talk about three ways to jumpstart your year and to expect increase in your life. So number one, and this is going to be, this is gonna be, we already actually just talked about it, Pastor Luke talked a little bit about it, but I wanted to point out the importance of why I'm starting off, off with this one. Number one, if you wanna see increase in 2024, is come to church. <laughs> Simple, right? But it's, it's very important, and I want to encourage you not to just come to church, but Bring your family, come to church, bring other people every week. Not off and on, not every other, but making church a priority. So there's some reasons why church, coming to church is so important. First of all, I wanna read a scripture in, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. And you've heard this before, I'm sure. I'm gonna read it in two different translations. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. That's in New International Version. The New Living Translation says, for where two or three are gathered as my followers, that's me and you, right? I am there among them. So when you come to church, God is going to meet you. He's gonna meet you. And it's not in, in just a little way. Because the reality is if you look around this room, there's more than two or three people, right? And usually on a Sunday morning, praise the Lord, there's more than two or three people. So God's word is true, and if we put it to the test, it's true to let us know that when there's two or three more people in a setting with God's people, he shows up. He's there, and not just some wimpy God that chooses to show up here at Center Branch. It's a powerful move of the Spirit that you're gonna see when you come into the house of the Lord. And so I wanna encourage you as you go into this new year to make church a priority. And if you're leading your family, make church a priority every week because the reality of it all is that the Lord loves the church. He's coming back for the church, the bride of Christ. He, he loves the church. And so that's me and you, and it's important that we prioritize that and make that something that we're gonna live out. I was thinking in, in, in Matthew, when Jesus talks to the disciples about praying, he teaches them how to pray, and he says in one of the, the scriptures, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on what? Earth as it is in what? Heaven. 
You say it, heaven. So what does that really mean that it's, it's God's desire for heaven to be on earth? What does that mean? That heaven's gonna be in the church. That heaven is gonna be here at Center Branch because when two or three are gathered in my name and you show up, heaven is going to be in this room and God is gonna do a move. He's gonna do a work. He, he's going to, to, to speak to you. Do you realize that every single time that you show up in this room, God specifically knows what you need? He knows exactly throughout this whole service that we put together. He knows the moments that he wants to speak to you, whether it's in worship or through the word or different areas, which usually it'll come through the word because there's power in that. And we're gonna talk about that later. But the reality is when you come to church, there's a power that's gonna move and it's the Lord. And so uh, Psalms 92, we say it all the time. And if you're writing notes, I want you to write this down. Memorize Psalms 92. So our staff has it memorized. Um, but it's important for us to understand why the house of the Lord or the church is important. Psalms 92, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of God. Listen to that. I wanna read the next verse that goes along with it. You usually just hear us say that, but verse 14, it says, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. So that's what I wanna be. That verse right there, it says when I'm planted in the house of the Lord, that my life is gonna flourish, that I'm gonna go to the next level, that when I'm even growing old, that I'm gonna be vital and green. And the reality is, people, <laughs> listen to this church, the reality is we're not doing this for ourselves. I wanna flourish, I wanna go to the next level in this new year, but the, the, the truth of the matter is that it's not about me at all. It's not about you at all. The reality is I show up and God moves and I go to the next level, not for myself, but to glorify Jesus Christ. It's all about him. It's all about what he wants to do in my life so that he's exalted, so that he gets the glory, so that he gets the praise. But the reality is I have to show up. And I was looking at my notes going back to my notes and looking at the different ways that the Lord spoke to me in this last year. And I came across the, the section where Pastor Tim Hall came for the revival. And I mean, I was writing notes like crazy because he's like spitfiring so much. And there was certain ones I was looking through. And I, wanted, I felt like the Lord wanted me to bring this up because it goes along with what we're talking about. He said, Pastor Tim said this, if you're going to move into the miraculous, you have to want it. He said that, and I believe that's a word for this church and a word for all of us in this generation is that if we wanna see heaven on earth, we wanna see heaven in our church and see the miraculous taking place in my life, in my family, in this generation, I wanna see people saved, then I've gotta want it. I've gotta want it deep down inside, not for myself, but man, I want it because Jesus needs to be glorified. As I run this race, I gotta know, Lord, I gotta show up to church because other people need Jesus. I gotta show up to church because I need to go to the next level in my love relationship with you. I need to go to church because other people are gonna see my example and follow along, and there's importance in that. And so going back to Psalm 92, I'm a little bit of a nerd and I looked up and I like definitions and I looked up what the word flourish is. So put your nerd glasses on. This is really cool. Flourish means grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. And I looked up the word vigorous too, and that means strong, healthy, and full of energy. Isn't that powerful? There's a biblical truth saying that when we're planted in the house of the Lord, when we're coming to church, that we're gonna flourish in the courts of God, which means this very definition, that I'm gonna be strong, that I'm gonna be healthy, that I'm gonna be full of energy. How many of you want that for your life? How many of you want that for your family? How many of you just want more energy? <laughs> like the reality is, I think we've, we look to so many different things. How do I get strong or how do I, I, I get healthy or how do I somehow eat this and do this to get more energy? And the Lord says you're gonna flourish and all these things are gonna happen because you show up and I'm there in church. 
And, and, and it's not me making up some nonsense. It's in the word of God. And it's important for us to know this. And so I, the, the second part of that says, especially a result of a particularly favorable environment. It's hard to say that, by the way. Um, but if you think about it, think about a person who plants or gardens, all right? That is definitely not me. So don't come and ask, my garden is a mess. But the people that do it and do it well, they know that there's a specific environment that plants need to be planted in, right? And what would that be, all science nerds? Soil, right? Soil. Soil is a, is a very favorable environment for a plant to grow. And in the Word, it's telling us that when we're planted in the house of the Lord, which is a very favorable environment because God loves the church. I talked about that. He loves the church. So when we're planted there, we are gonna see massive growth and increase in this new year. The second part of Psalm 92, and this is important too, especially as we age, because we're all aging, okay? Psalm 92 says, even in old age, we still produce fruit that will remain vital and green. And that like pumps me up. I was reading that and studying for this and I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna get older and as I I pursue the Lord and I come to church, that, that, that I'm gonna produce fruit that not only is just fruit, it's gonna remain. And it's going to last. Uh, John 15, 16, 16 says this. You didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you to produce lasting fruit. That's powerful, church. That, that you are able to come into the house of the Lord to be planted where you're gonna flourish and you are going to, to, to run your race and know that you're gonna have fruit that's gonna last, it's gonna remain, and it's just gonna start coming out, out of you because of your love relationship with the Lord. Isn't that amazing that, that as we pursue the Lord, we're gonna go into this new year and have lasting fruit that's vital and green and healthy and whole when we place Jesus above everything else. And so God loves you so much, he really does. And he wants you pr- to produce fruit. I think it's important for us to know that too because the, the, the thing is that I, I, I believe sometimes even believers think, well, I don't really deserve this or I, I don't think that I can do it like this person or make an impact or that kind of thing. No, the reality is if you just show up and come to church and honor the Lord, he's gonna use you and you're gonna have lasting fruit for the kingdom of God. And I was thinking through this a little bit. If you go outside, you'll look at our core values on the wall. And it's not just a fun little thing that has cute decor and we're really a great church because we have words on the wall. It's actually a powerful truth because it's fruit that's gonna last in our life. So when you show up to Center Branch, you're going to start producing fruit that's gonna last and remain like those core values. And the core values aren't just something we made up, it's biblical. So you're gonna start seeing fruit of we love, that Jesus laid down his life, and we will too. We believe, Jesus did the impossible, we will too. We serve, Jesus washed feet, we will too. (laughs) You know, Jesus gave, he gave his best and we will too. And we go that Jesus left the 99 for the one, and we will too. So when you are planted in the house of the Lord, where you're gonna flourish, that's where God's gonna fill you with his spirit, you're gonna grow, you're gonna be vital and and green, and and God is gonna use you in a powerful way. He's also gonna give you fruit that's gonna last. And so look at your life right now. And, And as you've been attending church, or maybe this is an encouragement, I don't ever wanna put anybody down, but I want this to be a powerful encouragement that maybe if you have been slacking and coming to, to church, to say, no, I wanna honor the Lord in this new year and make it a priority. Cause you're gonna start seeing fruit like what's on that wall out there. You're gonna start loving Jesus more. 
You're gonna start falling in love with him when you show up. And not only that, you're gonna love other people. Do you know that the church is made up of other people? When was the last time you walked into this building and actually said hello to somebody besides the three people that you know in your family? It's about loving Jesus and knowing that he's our my one desire, he's everything, and in that comes an abundance of fruit to love other people. It's fruit of believing and knowing that, that I'm gonna walk in faith, that God did the impossible and I will too. So it's increasing in knowing that God is gonna heal. He's gonna do the miraculous in my life. And I just start producing fruit and I start praying for people and doing the work of the Lord in faith. And it's getting involved in serving in different areas. That's fruit too. Do you realize when you sit in the nursery or, do, or help out at youth that you're producing fruit that's going to remain when you pray for that student or you, you, you type something up in the office uh, upstairs, that's producing fruit for the kingdom of God. And I can go on and on with even just giving. Giving is producing fruit that will remain too. Every single one of you who, who said yes to the obedience of the Lord and gave this morning, that's fruit. That's lasting fruit that's going, going to last in your life and you're gonna go to the next level. And then the, the last one, where you're gonna produce fruit is you're gonna see other people come to know Jesus. We talk a lot about that, but that's gotta become a heart, heart thing for you this year, that it's not just my church is seeing people come to know Jesus, it's I'm seeing people come to know Jesus. That as I walk out these doors, there's something different when I walk out these doors. I'm full of energy, right? I'm full of energy and I'm going out and I'm soul winning. I'm seeing people come to know Jesus. I'm inviting them to church. That's, that's fruit that's going to last. And I believe in Jesus' name. If you lift your hands, you're gonna have the best year yet. In Jesus' name, receive that. Number two, if you wanna start off the year uh, with increase in 2024, the second one, and we're gonna go back to Hebrews chapter 12, is keep your eyes on Jesus and strip off anything that is slowing you down. All right, so let's go back to Hebrews chapter 12. We're gonna just start again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Verse two, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And I, I'm, I'm encouraged by that scripture because I've gotta keep my eyes on Jesus. It's all about him. As you start this new year and you're running your race and you're saying, Lord, I want more of you. I'm gonna attend church. I'm gonna go to the next level. The reality is it's very important for all of us to keep our focus and our eyes on Jesus. There are so many distractions in this world today. It, it's a reality. And going back to the analogy of a runner, if you're a competitive runner and you're running a race, uh, you definitely, when you start your race and you get going, you have to keep your focus on knowing what the end goal is, and that's finishing, amen? And it's the same thing with us. When we keep our eyes on Jesus and Jesus alone, that helps us in our walk, in our run, and in our faith with the Lord. It's increasing in my faith in Jesus. Jesus. The, one, of the, one of the versions actually says, he's the author and he's the perfecter of my faith. Amen. Do you know what that means? That he's writing your story this year. He designed you, he created you, he's the author, and then he's the perfecter of your faith. So as you're running your race and you're keeping your eyes on Jesus, he's going to lead and guide you in your faith walk with him. Because how many of you can don't just raise your hand because it's fun. How many of you can raise your hand and actually say to me, I wanna increase in my faith this upcoming year? Let me see. Okay, cool. That's the majority of the people here. And, and, and the Lord knows, he sees your heart. And he's, I want that too. But the, the thing is in it is that I've gotta fix my eyes on Jesus. When I get so distracted by certain things, it's hard for my faith walk with the Lord. 
And, and some distractions come in. Some of them, you know, aren't necessarily bad, but then there's other things that distract me in my, my race that I'm going with, with the Lord. And I wanted to encourage you that when you're racing and you're fix, fixing your eyes on Jesus, that he's the final destination. So you're, you're running your race with knowing, Lord, this is serious business. I can't, I can't not start this new year making it a priority to focus solely on you. And here it is, is we have to know that it takes work. It takes a commitment to knowing, Father, I wanna increase. It says in Luke 17, five, and this was the, the disciples' desire. So think about their life, they're following Jesus. The apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Even say that right now, Father, increase my faith. Father, as I walk into this new year, increase my faith and let my focus be on you. Help me to fix my eyes on you so that I, I begin to, to, to see the final destination. And then the second part of that is strip off every weight that slows us down, especially that sin that trips us up. And I don't wanna skip this because I do think that, that a lot of us are slowed down when it comes to this. We talk a lot about living lives of holiness and righteousness on a Sunday morning, but we've gotta be intentional in this new year to know that, that sin has to go that we've got to strip off the things that slow us down. Do you realize that some of us here or other people, including myself, we've had to come to a place where we had to say, man, I, I can feel that I'm slowing down in my advancement. How many of you can, you, you know, you've gone through a year, you've gone through a season and, and you feel like, man, there's something that, that I, that's slowing me down. Just with the analogy of the runner, if you have weight on or anything like that or any distraction in your life, it's going to slow you down. And church, we need to hear this, is that God hates sin. He hates it. And we should hate it too. Because there's areas in our lives, if we're not careful, that consume us so much that, that it slows down our advancement. So even thinking about going into the new year, I do not wanna walk into the new year knowing that my advancement is gonna be slowed down because of the sin that is in my life or even the distractions that are in my life. And, and in Hebrews, it says, strip it off. And stripping off weight, I want you to hear this because I wanna dig down a little bit. It takes time. Why? Because some of us here have rooted issues deep down inside that we need to get rid of. We don't even realize it. Why? Because life happens. A lot of us, maybe from situations where we grew up with our family that wasn't the healthiest, or we got hurt by this person, or, or this person did this to me, or I've become bitter, or, or I've become prideful, or things like that, where we don't even realize that we're holding on to deep roots of sin or, or things that are slowing down our advancement that we don't even realize. That's why we're, we're not advancing. That's why we're, we're slowing down in our race. And I want to think about this for a minute. Think about a tree. You see a tree and it's usually beautiful, right? You see all the branches and everything or whatever's coming out of the tree, but there's roots that are deep down. We don't see those things. And so sometimes it's hard for us because we don't see the, the, the things that we need to deal with. And let me just say this, Psalms 1920, and this is coming from the word of God, so take it up with him. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Because so he's asking the question, cleanse me from these hidden faults. Like I said, there's there, the, the, you're running in your race and there's some deep-rooted issues maybe that, that the Lord wants to present to you, but they're hidden faults. They're hidden things that, that we have to be aware of. So how do I begin to find what is slowing me down? How do I begin to, to see where the hidden roots are in my life? I can tell you right now that you need to pray. You need to, to pray. And David gives us a really great example of that 
in the word of God. And I want to preface this with knowing that David was a very passionate man. And he didn't just pray these little wimpy prayers, okay? He really went in. And I, I wanna say that because David prayed and he cried out to the Lord and said this, and I want this to challenge us this morning, church. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, it'll be on the screen. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. This is key. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Here's the deal, guys. I think that sometimes we get so distracted by our own self, we get so distracted by what offends me that we forget what offends God. And that's the most important thing. Forget about me. Forget about all the times I've been offended. You know, because I think we linger in that place of offense sometimes, church. And in this end times, there's no time for that. The, the, the reality is when we run our race, we gotta get out of that offense from other people. So many people are offended by, oh, well, they, they really hurt me and this and that. And maybe your reason is vital, but, but moving on from that because of the blood of Jesus and realizing some of you, some of us are offended by silly things or little things like this person didn't talk to me or I can't believe this happened or, or this situation, I, I'm just, I'm ticked. And, and the, the, the thing is, in all of this, that, that we think that we've gotten over it, but there's roots that are deep down that we haven't forgiven. We haven't forgiven that person. We, we haven't moved on from that offense. But more than anything, let me make it clear, is that we need to pray and say, Lord, Father, is there anything in my life that offends you? And make it, making that a repetitive prayer, honestly, because we live in a world that's full of darkness, especially in these last days. A lot of sin, a lot of darkness, a lot of things that can pull our attention off of fixing our eyes on Jesus. And, and it's important for us to understand if there's any hidden faults in me, Lord, or anything in my life where you need to point out. I love the version that says that. It says, point out anything in my life that offends you because I wanna advance in Jesus Christ. How many of you wanna advance in Jesus Christ in this new year? Then we've gotta ask ourselves those hard questions. We gotta get on our knees and pray. And it's the prayer in this time of repentance a time of prayer, of repenting to the Lord and saying, Lord, point out areas in my life that I don't know, those roots that I need to dig up and I need to do this. I need to strip it off and I need, I need to, to realize what it is and strip it off and live a life of purity. Pastor Luke, he talked about a message a while back and it's very, it's very powerful to think about this because we should run our race knowing that we wanna live a life of holiness and righteousness. And I get passionate about this because God's gonna use this next generation who are pure and righteous. He needs people who are on fire for him to run the race of fixing our eyes on Jesus and getting rid of those hidden faults and things. And Pastor Luke talked about uh, the truth in the word of God where purity brings clarity. He talked about that and that has stuck with me ever since because when we have hidden things in our life or things that are weighing us down, even it can be just jealousy. It could be pride. It could be offense. It could be the smallest of things that slow down our advancement in the Lord. And we need to strip those things off and run the race that God has called us to. And I want to make sure I didn't say this in the last service, but, uh, this is, this is important if you look at, at Hebrews chapter 12. The next part it says, so we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So when you focus on the cross, when you focus on the blood of Jesus, 
It's realizing he's the one that's gonna cleanse all those hidden faults, all those deep-rooted issues, because he died on the cross for you and I. He did a work for us. He endured the cross that was, it was bloody, it was hard, it was, it was intense, and he didn't do it just for himself. He did it for you and I so that we can live a life of purity where we can run our race with perseverance, run our race knowing that I'm going to advance in the Lord, that he's got so much in store for me. So we, we say, Lord, is there anything that offends you? We pray that. And we, we focus on, on Jesus and we begin to repent. And then purity brings clarity in Jesus' name. My last point that I wanna talk about um, and when we come to this last point, it's going to be, I'm, I'm glad I'm ending with this one because it's very, uh, very, very important and foundational. But before the end of the service, I really do think some of us, as we, before we start this new year, we need to reevaluate uh, and bring some clarity to our ear. Maybe even going into this new year, some of the questions you might have is why can't why why do things have to be distorted or fuzzy all the time, or why why do I feel like I, even in from year to year things are are difficult for me to understand? It, it, it's going to our knees and saying, Lord, is there anything that offends you? Number three, my last point to see increase in 2024 is to love the Word of God. I didn't just say read it, I mean love the word of God. A lot of people, including yourself, myself, we, we wanna hear from the Lord. How many of us wanna hear from Jesus? We do. I do. Okay, nobody else says, awesome. I'll hear from him then too. Okay, um, I want to hear from the Lord. I wanna know what's coming up. I wanna know what he wants to reveal to me and so many things. And the number one way that you're gonna hear from the Lord this year and all the time is through the word of God. The word of God, he wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal so many things to you in this race that you're running. Remember, you're running your race on your own. So it's being intentional and saying, no, I've gotta take time for myself and be in the word of God. Do you realize that the word of God is God-breathed? It's God-breathed, it's truth. It's knowing that these are just not words on a page, that it brings life to us in this new year. And every single day, it, it begins to shape who we are in Christ. And, and remember I said it's God-breathed. I felt even in, in my heart as I was praying that for some of you here today, it's been, this last year's been really tough. And it's been hard and there's been situation after situation or maybe a, a specific thing happened or maybe you lost a loved one, I don't know. Those things are difficult and hard. But I want you to know that the Lord loves you. He sees you and he has a love letter for you. And I know that sometimes that sounds a little corny. I've heard that before, but it's true that he wrote this just for you and me. He knows exactly what we need to hear and when we need to hear it. That's why it's important for us to always be in the word of God and make it a priority. And so some of you need refreshed in this 2024. You need uh, God to breathe into you. So then open the word of God. Hebrews 12, 12 says this, and it goes down. For, so we're in Hebrews 12, but then verse 12, it says, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. So some of us here today, the word of God is powerful and you're, you're gonna start off this year and you're gonna take a new grip with your tired hands and you're gonna say to the Lord, Lord, speak to me. Do a work in my life. I wanna go and flourish and increase in this new year to give you all the glory, but I've gotta be a person of the word. And so I wanna, uh, I wanna share a testimony and they're gonna go ahead and put this on the screen, but uh, Pastor Luke, shared a little bit about this and the importance of when we fast and pray, that's also about uh, reading the word and praying. Um, and so if you're just uh, fasting food, you're just dieting, so good luck to you. Um, but when you pray and you read, there's power in that. 
And so if you look on the screen, the lower third is gonna come and I want you, I wanna encourage you to, if you haven't, to text Bible to our number because you're gonna get a Bible reading plan for this year. Now, some of you, I can see right through you. You're rolling your eyes, but you're really not. I see it. You're like, oh, not another reading plan. But I, I wanna encourage you and give this testimony because it really, the, this reading plan last year changed my life. Um, I can get emotional talking about it because I've always loved the word of God, but this year I fell deeply in love with the word of God. And I signed up for the, the you know, reading plan and I was like, well, I work here, so okay. Um, but Des does a really good job. She broke up like different areas in the Bible every single day that it gives you a couple scriptures and then it gives you uh, two, like two or three in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, and then one or two in the New Testament. So it breaks it up so that you can read the entire Bible all year. So this is the last day of the year. So yay, we read the Bible. Um, but it, it, I didn't realize in the time what my year was going to look like. I started off this 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 year. 2023 with a lot of expectation like I talked about. I knew that I wanted to walk into the fast and I knew some things and some desires that God had on my heart. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go all in. Just like Tim Hall said, church, we've gotta want it. And I went into the fast and um, I was praying for some things and little did I know that God did answer my prayer and he brought, he brought me my spouse. And um, a lot of you who've been following me for a long time know, it's been a long time coming. Um, but I didn't realize in the moment when I started that year that I was gonna meet my husband. And during this journey, we had a very unique greeting and we got to know each other and, and we knew that God was speak to, speaking to us. During the revival, God was doing a lot in our lives and we knew that we loved each other and then it, it sped up and, and Luke was praying for me that God would anoint me with speed and I was like, this is going fast. Um, God, you're doing so many things in my life. And, and I didn't realize it in the time that at the beginning of the year that I was gonna get married. I was gonna get married in October. And so I started the reading plan and little did I know that my future husband texted that too, and we were reading the plan together. So then when we got together, we're like, oh, you're reading the plan too. So we were reading the same thing, and you know, we would say like, hey, you know, what, do you think, what did you think about this when you read it today, or, or this or that, and, and, and it's accountability too. Just, just be careful that you don't become prideful and say, I don't need an accountability partner. Pride will take you out very slow. But I knew that, that we could keep each other accountable in that. And the word of God spoke so much to us and showed us the direction that we needed to go in this process. It wasn't easy getting married really fast and all the details and the situations and this and that, but God spoke to us through his word. We always came back to the word of God. Even when it got hard, when we didn't know certain situations, when things got a little stressful, it was always, he would say, hey, remember what we read? Or come back to, hey, remember the word of God or what Jesus said? And, and I didn't, I, the reality is I didn't know how to be a wife. I'm still figuring out and it'll be a long time. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know how to be a girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't know all these things that, that came with making decisions and how to, to, to where to get married, what to do, what date, all these things, who to have in our lives speaking into us. It was important things, but I'm so glad that I was in the Word daily. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter three. We're gonna look at verse 16 and 17, and then I'm gonna close. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and it is useful 
to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, and it exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. Back to exposes too, that stripping away. Matthew 4.4, 4. but he answered and he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We're going into this fast, you're gonna get hungry, you're gonna want bread, you're gonna want all the food that there is, but you know what's gonna feed you more than anything else is the Word of God. The Word of God, eat this, become consumed with this, love this, and there is so much to the Word of God that I think sometimes we don't even realize. We are going to grow so much in this new year when you make the Word of God a priority. The Word of God, it brings you to a place where there's no confusion. Maybe some of you here are, 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 are confused about a few things. The Word of God shows you what direction to go in. The Word of God gives you examples of people who did it right and who did it wrong. So we can look at their life, we can look at their story. The Word of God encourages you, it gives you strength. It empowers you for the day. It empowers you to be the husband that you're called to be, to be the wife, to be the mom and dad, and to be the businessman, college person, whoever. The Word of God does a miracle in your life because it's God-breathed. It'll show you all the areas where you need to, to say, I'm sorry. It'll show you all the areas where you need to correct and get on track. It'll show you, hey, you're doing a good job. I'm in love with you. Thank you, Jesus. It, it is so many things that the Word of God will bring. And as we close this, this year and go into a new year, the Word of God is so important because a lot of us enter into a new year and we need direction. We need direction in our life. There's a lot of us here that we don't know exactly where to go. So for example, maybe you're a husband and, and you need direction in how to lead your wife, how to lead your kids. Maybe you're, you're a mom here and, and the whole mom thing with the kids, that there's a lot to it and you need direction in that. Maybe some of you here need to make a decision about your business, about work. Maybe for some of you, you're, you're in college, you don't really know what college to go to or where you're supposed to be planted or how things are supposed to look or am I supposed to be obedient and go there or am I not supposed to be obedient? There's so many different questions, so many different things in our life that as we run in this race and go after him, he's gonna call us to different things, church. He really is. If you're gonna be used of the Lord, you have to be sensitive to the word of God because we need to, to listen to him and him alone. Be careful to listen to other people. Be careful to listen to, to what the social media says or, or this or that when really God's saying, I've given you everything that you need. Psalms 119.05 says this, and I'm gonna end here. The word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. That we can enter into this new year knowing that the word of God is going to light my path and it's going to give me direction that is clearly from the Lord. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.